Welcome to Life Church Podcasts. We know you'll be blessed by this message. Your um, Google device, whatever they are. Uh, Hyundai, no, no. What's the other mob that make phones? Uh, Samsung, yeah, same thing. Excavators, phones, cars, yeah. Yeah, you can drag that out. They've probably got Bibles on them too, do they? Yeah, I think Samsung are probably up to that, so uh, praise God. It's interesting, um, <clears throat> I love ringing Jim Peters, and he's just the loveliest bloke, but it makes me feel really important, because uh, every time I ring him, he's, he's a busy man. <clears throat> he plays on a lot of, he's a, he's a hired gun, he, he plays keys on... People making recordings, if they want a good keyboard player, they ring Jim. And so you wouldn't know how many uh, songs you've heard on radio and everywhere else where you might have heard Jim playing. I wouldn't have a clue it was him, but I had to phone him the other day and hear bip, 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 and I said, oh, one of us has got another call, Jim. Oh, it's me, I think. It's Cole Joy. Oh, and you're, you're more important. I'll phone him back, he said. And I thought, oh, all right. I was talking to him one other time and I won't say who was on the line on the other thing. Well, mate. <laughs> no, he's a beautiful bloke and we're going to have a really good time with Jim. So, uh, yeah, praise God. So, uh, uh, yeah, I got you to open your Bibles, didn't I? And so I can't figure out where I'm going to tell you to open to because there's a lot of places here. Probably John chapter 14, verse 27. Uh, for a little later on. But who remembers first Sunday of the year we announced our Life Church verse for 2.18 and it's actually two verses, versions combined. Uh, one verse and the last part of another verse. It was like a thought that I had in, in more than just one verse. And uh, the best way I could sum up my thought was uh, Hebrews 13.8 where it says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. He will never, ever, ever, ever change. Who knows that people change? Who knows that some people, you never know what they're going to be like? Who's worked with people? And you go to work and you think, man, I wonder what they're going to be like today. Hi, Daryl. And you think, whoa, I think this is looking good. <laughs> Other days, how are you? <coughs> Man, what did I say? Sort of, you drive to work with intrepidation sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I hope you're not married to someone like that. Not good. But uh, uh, Jesus is always the same. What he said will never change. It's just a permanency there that we really need to understand. And uh, it was just the last part of uh, Mark 6.56, but all who touched him were made well. And... uh, In that thought, I'm not even just thinking of healing because I know that, you know, if we will give our lives to Jesus Christ and uh, ask him in to be our saviour and be our Lord, he becomes everything to us, doesn't he? Calm storms, still, like he used to, he still does, storms of life. And uh, uh, it's interesting, that word Lord is kuros in Greek, it means uh, supremacy, the highest supreme, or controller, supreme control. Uh, 
that's what God is. He is supremely in control of everything. And if we give our lives to him, we're not just giving him a bit because that doesn't work real good at all. If we ask him in and make him our Lord, we're giving him control of our life. And I can explain as we go through this morning why that is so good. Praise God, because when we don't know what to do, he does. And it's a very, very powerful thing to do. And uh, But Sharon mentioned some of the, you know, in her word this morning, it was good. And um, uh, he's our healer, our deliverer, our provider, our counsellor. And there was two things uh, particularly that I just wanted to cover today and uh, and reading still down the list, uh, he is our joy and he is our peace. And it's interesting, um, and I'm probably not a good one at explaining, but he can give you peace and he can give you joy. Um, there's probably times you've all asked for those and he has given you peace and he has given you joy. But it's more correct to say that he is our joy and he is our peace. There is a difference there. And um, it's why the thought of just totally giving ourselves to him, just no, nothing hold back, every room in the house, Lord, come in, I'm yours. And uh, his joy and his peace just permeate in a different way when we understand uh, the more we give, the more we get. That's just how it works and... Um, it's a wonderful thing. But uh, and I was think, thinking about this the other day, and then I, was, I don't know why I was thinking. I, I haven't got a clue why I think about some of the things I think. And uh, uh, I don't know why I dream some of the things I dream, and I have no idea why, why my wife dreams some of the things she does. She, she uh, yeah, she came out the other morning with her hair all sticking up. and Oh, my dream woke me and She's telling me the dream, and I'm just perplexed. I think, what have I married here? You know, it's, it's wild, man, I tell you. But uh, anyway, um, I don't know these things, but I was thinking of um, uh, George and Nancy Forbes. Who remembers George and Nancy? Some, some of you will still remember them. Nancy's gone to be with Jesus, and um, she was just a beautiful lady. And uh, I remember when they used to come, when they, we always had them stay with us. And... Um, and every time after they left, uh, Pam would find a little gift left somewhere. Um, she wouldn't tell you here's a gift or she'd just leave it somewhere. And Pam said, oh, look at this. Nancy must have left that. And some of them, like, they left, um, I wrote down some of the things. What did you tell me, Pam? Towels. Yeah, towels is towels, you know. Uh, Christmas candles. Yeah, lovely thought. That's good. Chocolates. So welcome, George and Nancy. Yeah, I like, I like that. <laughs> Relevancy and, yeah, they're a great present, chocolates, I tell you what. Praise God. So uh, uh, I was just thinking the other night, wouldn't it be good if someone opened a chocolate restaurant in Benalla where any, everything on the menu was chocolate? Whatever, you know, just, yeah, just creative. Imagine, yeah, I could eat there every day. But it uh, would be, be awesome, it would, yeah. But, but um, thinking of George and Nancy, and they, they would leave a gift when they went. 
And uh, I was reading through John's Gospel and I thought, Lord, that's what you did. It's sort of like what you did. And um, it gets to the end of uh, chapter 14 and, uh, uh, and it, you know, he left his Holy Spirit. Or he didn't, he, he sent his Holy Spirit. He didn't like he left it. He sent it, his Holy Spirit into the world. But with this, it's like he left it with us. Uh, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you, because the world don't give you peace, let me tell you. Uh, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Uh, just what a beautiful verse. Hey, I'm, I'm leaving, but I'm leaving my peace behind. I'm leaving it with you. Well, he didn't leave it behind. He took it with him as well, didn't he? Like he's not like that. But just so what a beautiful thought. What, how beautiful that he would leave his peace with us. And that got me thinking of a whole lot of things and uh, let not your heart be troubled. Man, we can get troubled when we look around the world at some of the things that are going on and, and afraid. But God's the opposite of that. There's no fear in him and uh, God of peace. But do you know that we are, um, if you believe what you taught at school uh, or at university, that we're here today like we are because two specks of dust collided at high speed. It's remarkable, isn't it? All the, the DNA that's in us, you know, the chance of it being random is millions to one, yet people will believe that. Um, incredible. And, um, and, and a high-speed accident is responsible for why we're here. And I thought, well, that's, that's remarkable in itself, isn't it? A high speed. Ma- so I was got to thinking, and I thought, well, imagine if the news said that there was a high speed accident on the Midland Highway today. Police were called to, and both vehicles were travelling at over 200 kilometres an hour. And police got there, and there was a brand new Porsche sitting on the road out of, out of the devastation of a high speed accident. A beautifully formed Porsche was there, all ready to go with the keys in it. We'd think, what an idiot! Who would like you? Just you know, but people believe that, and uh, it's it's remarkable. But uh, God designed us in His image. Is that not right? Genesis clearly tells us that in the beginning God created heavens and the earth, and it goes through in detail. And God said, and God said, and God said. God spoke, and He created, and He uh, on the sixth day created mankind. In his image, God said, let us make man in our image. Body, soul, spirit in the image of God. And I just think that uh, the opposite of peace is not in our, it's not in our uh, design briefing. How how would you say it? Like... uh, uh, God made us able to adapt, I think, very, very well. But um, I don't think there's a necessarily a real designed in thing to us to handle stress. We got, uh, uh, what, what's the thing you release? Uh, uh, you know, when you, when you, we go into shock, don't we? Which is a way of numbing us down until we can cope with things. And well, adrenaline, you get the adrenaline and... This has fallen on someone and you get this enormous strength from somewhere and you lift it up and you're, wow. So we're certainly designed wonderfully, 
But I, I, I don't think God said, oh, look, I've designed this earth and it's full of stress and trouble and strife and everything's going wrong already and I hardly finished it and I've made, man, what have I done? I'm going to have to make all this stuff in him. I think God was going to be there for man and, and, and there was relationship and it would be okay. You know, I don't think that's designed into us. We don't go well when we're stressed and when we're under a whole lot of things. And so, uh, uh, you know, he made us in, our, in his image. And so what is God like? Well, God's a God of peace. He's a God of grace, of love. God is love. So he is peace. He is joy. God is love. That's a great thought to share with you know someone you're talking with to who may not believe in God, and uh, and you just say, well, God is love. Have you ever experienced love? Have you felt love for someone? And most people will say yes. And then if you can say, well, God is love, you have experienced God when you experience love. It really gets people thinking. It's a very powerful thought to use. And uh, but he he is our uh, uh, he's a God of peace. Je- Jesus is Prince of Peace, not the Prince of Wales or the Prince of anything else. And uh, he's not complicated. He is just Prince of Peace. Amen. I was reading about Prince William and and uh, so I don't know what she's not. Um, is she the Duchess of something? Kate, is it? Kate or Catherine, what do we call her? And so I was reading the other day and I can't believe, poor kid must be confused because if he's in London, he's the Prince of Wales. If he goes to Scotland, he's the Duke of something. And uh, imagine waking up and thinking, who am I? It'd be unreal, wouldn't it? Who am I today? I don't know where I am. Cross something in the plane and now I've become someone else. Whoa, it's crazy. Jesus never changes. And, he, and he's Prince of Peace. Amen? Seriously. And uh, he doesn't have panic, panic attacks. Never did. And he hasn't changed, so he still doesn't do that now. And, uh, uh, but I, w- I want you to know today that if uh, you do... And people do have panic attacks. They are very, very, very real. I know that. I'm not making light of that today. It's just that I want you to know that with Jesus in your life, it doesn't have to be like that. He can change that. I don't care how strong things are. I don't care how big things are. I don't care how hard things are. Uh, God can break them. God can change it. Amen. He can deliver us. It doesn't happen. I don't care what it is. It doesn't have to stay the same. It can change. Remembering a man coming out and talking to that great German evangelist, Reinhard Bonnke, in Africa one night. And he was an atheist and he'd come to, the, come to this big service and he'd heard the gospel preach and he, something happened to him because he wanted to talk to Reinhard. And he talked to him about God fairly simply. And, uh, and he said, ah, oh, he said, I'm a hard nut. And uh, Reinhard Bonnke said, well, that's not a problem to God. He said, he's got a big 
nutcracker, and he can crack hard nuts, he said. <laughs> so uh, nothing's too hard for God, but uh, I just want you to know that we can have the opposite of what the world gives, and that's God's peace, and it passes, often passes human understanding. And it's a wonderful place to be when we can be in peace in the midst of turmoil because we know the one who's in control, the Lord who is the supreme controller. And when we know that in a really dicey situation, it is a wonderful place to be in. Praise God. And I I just want to encourage some of you in the whole thing of peace today because it's, uh, yeah, it's it's not a chemically... Uh, produced peace because some people smoke stuff don't they peace man peace they got the yeah it's not like that fully alert with all your senses without a drug in your body and he can give you peace and he wants to give you peace not something that he doesn't like handing out he wants you to have peace in the middle of life amen it's powerful it really is and uh, don't don't make light of that in any way whatsoever. whatsoever. But uh, I believe God's first word is important. God's first word, and uh, uh, often the first thought that God brings to us, I believe, is important. God will speak to us, and there's a thought, and we think, "Wow." And then often we rationalise with our humanity, you know, that couldn't be God asking me to do that. That couldn't be God, you know, whatever it may be. And then we get confused. Often we need to go back to what God first said, and there it is. And it's it's an important thought. I think I mentioned a few weeks ago when I was preaching um, Elijah. He went up on uh, Mount Carmel, you can read in the scriptures, and had this big showdown with... uh, uh, with sin and darkness and the God of Baal and God come and revealed himself as God. Amen? And uh, through a miracle just, yeah, showed himself to be God, absolutely indisputably. Great victory that Elijah was involved in. And a few days later he's running away from Jezebel, frightened and scared and running and got up, went to the mountain of God. And... Uh, he got there and often we preach on the wind and the rocks and the earthquake and the lightning and the wind and and etc 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 but uh, and God spoke to him and we talk about the still small voice and and all that's valid all that you know that's that's all cool but what was God's first word to Elijah what are you doing here so that's not a good first word to get, is it? You know, I didn't tell you to come here. Gave you this great victory, and you're running away. That's what God. That was God's first word. What are you doing here? <laughs> and uh, uh, it's it just it's interesting. And so, uh, when they, uh, Jesus and his disciples are crossing the uh, the sea, and uh, there was a great storm. Uh, it said Jesus said to the sea, "Peace." Be still. The first word he said was peace. And he was speaking to the storm. And I think he was speaking to the disciples. I think he was speaking to everyone. 
everything. The first word was peace. Then he told it to calm down, be still. Do what I tell you, stop. (laughs) But the first word was peace. I just think he wants to bring peace into our lives. In the midst of everything, you know, who's ever had bad news given to them? We've probably all had that at times. Man, it's great when the peace of God can flood your heart and your life when you get bad news, isn't it? It just changes, really changes things. When Jesus came into the room with the disciples on resurrection evening and there have been all sorts of rumours and he's not in the tomb and Peter saw him, Peter saw him, I thought Mary saw him, who did see him, what's going on? And suddenly Jesus appeared in the room. The first thing he said was, you idiots, here I am. No, he didn't, did he? He said, peace. He said, peace. I'm bringing peace. I want you to be in peace. Don't want you to be all over the place in your thinking, up and down and all. I, I just hear peace. Peace, just quieten down. It's me. He said, God of peace, I bring you peace. That was the first thing that he said to them. It's fantastic, isn't it? And uh, I know he wants to bring peace to, to uh, some of you people here this morning. Philippians 4, 6, 4, 6 and <clears throat> excuse me, 7. And you know these verses well. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the God of peace, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And so it doesn't say it's auto. It does say not to be anxious, Uh, pray, supplication, thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God like there's things that we need to do. But when we do then, the peace of God is going to become your portion. Amen? Love that verse, I really do. Second thing uh, I did mention earlier Joy and peace. I suppose I mentioned joy first, didn't I? That's typical of me. Then preach about peace. Preach about joy second. Who cares? Number two, joy. Second thing. Goes with Christian faith like bacon goes with eggs, I reckon, doesn't it? Joy? It's, it's not... It's not uh, how do you say it? It's an oxymoron for a Christian to be miserable, isn't it? Really? You know? Ever seen someone that won, won 50 million in lotto and was sad? <laughs> I won the lotto, I don't know what I'm going to do. That means it would be ridiculous. How am I going to pay my bills? Just won the lotto. Use the, use the money I won, you idiot. Like, it would be silly, wouldn't it? It's just, it's not that Christians should be joyful, should be the most joyful people going, seriously. And... Uh, but I say, like, you know, bacon with eggs, bacon being the joy, eggs being the trials and hard times. Because in the, in, certainly in New Testament, most often when joy is mentioned, it's, it's to do with trials and hard times in life. You know, it's, it's, it's not when you're happy, you're going to be joyful. Well, if you're happy, you're going to be joyful, aren't you? It's it really, you know, there's two, there's two places. It, it talks about joy in... Uh, in John, and, and my mind is blank, I can't think of the chapter, but uh, when Jesus was talking to the disciples and said, don't say it's so many weeks till harvest. The fields are ripe now. They're white now to harvest. And then goes about uh, talking about the sowing and the reaping and 
and the joy, you know, of, of, of reaping souls. And so there's joy in, you know, when there's joy in heaven when one soul comes to him, you know. And uh, so it talks about joy to do with, uh, with souls, but often it's not about, you know, uh, it's about hard times. Uh, let me read some verses out of Peter this morning. First Peter 1, starting at 6. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, interesting, isn't it? If need be, you have been grieved by various trials. So sometimes we need some testing. Sometimes we need to be put through some stuff. If need be, Peter says, you've been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith... I'm glad I read an old Bible. I love that word, the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honour and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. Isn't that awesome? That, that, that word rejo- rejoice, re- to me, joy and rejoice is the same thing. You, I could say be joyful or rejoice. It's the same deal to me. And um, it means jump for joy. And I gave some jelly beans to my little grandkids this morning. They trooped in. There's about 50 of them. But look, they all get in there. No, there's 10. But it seems like a lot sometimes. And I notice two of the little girls are coming like this big smiles on there just there I'm going to get a jelly bean not really worth getting that upset or uptight about I wouldn't have thought but to them it's really it's what Sunday's about I think it's about getting a jelly bean yeah plus a tic-tac if they're good I mean that's that'd that'd make your day wouldn't it and uh, but I love that the expression of joy you know it's this little legs come could be like Elvis or you're nervous but they're happy they're joyful so um uh but, you know, uh, talks there about um, various trials. And Matthew 5.11, Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So often it's to do with hard times. And so I think Simonis with... Uh, uh, hard times is joy because God's, God's in there. God's doing something. We're not getting upset. We know that we can learn. Remember the quote? You can learn something every time something happens. Uh, Bernard said, don't waste the opportunity. <coughs> it's, uh, it's an amazing thing, but we can have joy with whatever we're going through. And when I think of joy, I think of laughter and old words that we don't use much anymore like merry or mirth or we losing a lot of good words out of our um, out of our language aren't we and uh, it's great to have mirth isn't it you can say that to a university student today and they look at you and what's that it's joy it's merry you, yeah it's great to have that it really is proverbs 17:22 a merry heart does good like medicine but a broken spirit dries the bones bones I can remember my old pastor's wife sticks and stones will 
break your bones, but names I'll never write you. Yeah, she had to come from England or someplace. Yeah, that's... Um, but I, I found these the other day. I found these. I just want to read them to you quickly as I come toward the end this morning. But um, it's about laughter. Who, who thinks laughing's good? I know it's good. It's, it's fantastic.